You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Friday, 2nd February. U.S. unemployment due 3.30 this afternoon. Expected 3.8% versus a previous 3.7%. i am Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, Skull Globe, PSG, Old Oak. The Canal Plus offer for multi-choice. Man, I got questions. Tons of them. And in a week of furious trading updates, any standouts for him, good or bad? Uh, Carl Wales from Flagship Asset Management. Some offshore sector and stock picks and what he thinks is going to be a challenging year for markets. Thoughts for me on income investing. Great yields, but is there more that we should know? The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Uh, Aska handled over a million international passengers in December, highlighting that it is on track for full recovery in annual passenger traffic within the next two years. Put it the other way, it's still below pre-pandemic levels. Business Day, Glencore SA coal production keeps rolling on despite unabated rail constraints in SA. The miner reported improved coal and gold production. Morning markets, US was green, S&P up one and a quarter, NASDAQ up one and a fifth of a percent. In the east, it is all green. Sydney, one percent. Tokyo, one percent higher. Hong Kong, three quarters of a percent up and 10 cent up, three and a third percent. Commodities mostly red. Gold is green at 2000. 2071. The rest red. Uh, Brent 79.23. Platinum 9.21. Palladium 9.72. Rand 18.58. Bitcoin 43,000. Top 40 looking for a strong green open. 690 points, 1% to the upside. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Skulklow PSG Old Oak. Uh, Skulk, appreciate the early morning. The, the Canal Plus offer for multi-choice. I mean, my sense was it was always kind of coming. They've built a stake of, what, almost a third of the business. 105 rand, maybe not a bad uh, uh, offer. I just can't help thinking, I mean, regulatory environments, competition commissions. Heck, what about Comcast, who, who obviously has been working with them to relaunch Showmax? Is this deal a, a, a slam dunk or are we going to get bidding wars or regulators involved? What's your take on this? Good morning, Simon, and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah, I think you just summed it up in, in literally the first sentence. Uh, my personal opinion is um, no, I don't think this is a slam dunk deal at all. Um, because, I mean, you mentioned it. Oh, it's a good deal. I mean, if you look at yesterday's movement, what a, what a movement for, for, for share price in, in one day. But remember, not everybody bought multi-choice at 65 rand in november last year (laughs) i didn't (laughs) i didn't either so i mean for those who did well done i'm high-fiving you through the air it was here but i mean that's that's not a case i mean we need to go back but we we know they 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 own more or less a a third of the company Mm. but we need to look at the history simon i mean the, the the history started october 2020 in the midst of COVID. Where they announced, uh, you know, that, that early October that they bought six and a half percent. On that side, the share price was trading, well, around about hundred three rand. And mm-hmm. then later that month, and uh, they they made the the next announcement, say, well, they've taken the six and a half percent and they took it to twelve percent. 
share price trading run about 135 rand. We can continue because this progressed over over this call it the next three years where they you know, made regular announcements up to the point to exactly a year ago where they said, well, now they own 30.27% on that stage. The share price was still trading 130 rand. <laughs> now they're coming out and say, well, we're gonna make a we're gonna make an offer. We're gonna make you an offer, hundred five rand. That is a massive, massive premium to the previous day's close. As we mentioned, massive, massive premiums to to uh, November's share price. Mm-hmm. I can't see Shield is looking at this and see. Well, I'm feeling warm and fuzzy. Let's just get out of out of here. The current numbers. But that said, I mean, you mentioned it. Regulators. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Competition commission. Now, competition commission. I know. South Africa deals with South Africa and multi-choice is not only, you know, in South Africa, mm-hmm. they, they, they over Africa, but I mean, there's still, you know, Channel Plus has got, got um, a competition commission for themselves yeah, in the yeah. EU and they're very dominant in the, the Western regions of Africa, South Africa, oh, well, multi-choice, very, very dominant in, in the Southern and uh, Central parts of Africa. Combining the two, I've got no doubt in my mind. No, no doubt in my mind that this is going to create a bit of a monopoly within Africa. Your question will be, do they take the money and run? And then I'm talking about the shareholders. Do they take it? Do yeah. they take it under five? I would I would be inclined to say yes. And and, and it's it's weird because I mean I just mentioned prices under thirty. This is a company that China players made clear. I mean, I'm talking about multi choice, they need a big brother or sister depending on how you're going to see the French. You, they're going to need a big brother or, or sister. And, and I mean, and if you look at the subscribers, the, the most recent results that we've seen end of last year, 5% drop in, 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 in subscribers in the comparative period. I think they're struggling a bit. So going to be interesting. I don't think it's a slam dunk deal at all. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there, there could be some stuff there. I appreciate some folks paid 130, but 105, that's a way better price than it was on uh, Wednesday. Hey, looking back quickly, it, it, it is January, so we don't get much results. But man, we get trading updates left, right and center. Has, has anything stood out to you in the, the last week or three, either on the, the good or the bad, where you like, hmm, that's an update I, I didn't see coming? Yeah, I think I think a few 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 of the retailers um, surprised me. Woolies didn't surprise me again. Um, I, I clearly still struggling with the Australian mm-hmm. you know departments. But um, uh, this morning, I don't know if you've seen Simon, but the IMF actually um, updated the the yep. World Economic Forecast. Um, I was a bit disappointed because uh, in in October, but they let's call it the October release, they had South Africa for 2024 at 1.8 percent. I see they've de. de- Decreased it to to one percent um, with the, the report that they released today. Um, while the world, they actually see world yeah. growth at, at, at three point one versus two point nine back then. Um, but but I mean, besides that, I mean, you can still see the the the, the, the retailers. And, and and when I say retailers, I would add the likes of the AVIs in there as well. Definitely, definitely, very resilient and. I think they've been been managing in a broad spectrum. They've been managing this tough conditions very, very, very well. 
Yeah, yeah, I take your point. They, they, they have been, and it's low base, but it has been. It's tough out there, mm. and they're they're coming through. They're making they're making growth. They're making money, which can't really argue with either of those. We'll leave it there. Skolklo from PSG Old Oak. Always appreciate the early morning time. And our question today on the LinkedIn and Twitters is around that uh, proposed buyout of multi choice. Do you think it's a good deal? Would you take the money and run? I gotta say, I mean, I, I don't own the share, but I think I might take it. But and this could take time. There, there's, there could be a lot between now and 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 the end. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Your money knows that reaching new heights means turbulence. But what if you don't have to feel it? Our partnership with JP Morgan Asset Management gives you access to a broad range of global strategies. So when you invest in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, your money can withstand the ups and downs caused by market fluctuations. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanley Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Carl Wells, Portfolio Manager at Flagship Asset Management. Carl, appreciate the time today. I want to kick off with an evergreen point, I suppose, which is that forecasting is hard, and perhaps 2023 really taught that to us. If we go back to Jan last year, concerns around U.S. recession, concerns around U.S. GDP, both were very pessimistic, both ultimately very wrong. Simon, I can even put numbers to it. At the beginning of 2023, people were expecting GDP growth in the US of only 0.3%, and it closed the year at 2.4%. So it was a stark, stark difference to expectation. In addition to that, you know, we saw the US labor market far stronger than anticipated. And the Fed seems to have achieved its aim by bringing inflation down while still keeping GDP growth robust. Yeah, and kudos to the FOMC, Jerome Powell and his team there. Staying with that, I mean, you know, if we look at data instead and turn to valuations, blended forward PE for the S&P 500 is 20x. Long run average is 16.7. The US market is expensive, certainly in places. Yes, certainly we think so. So even if you look at what happened last year, we saw very strong economic growth, but markets rallied far ahead of that. So the S&P 500 closed the year up 24%, and the NASDAQ closed up the year blistering 54%. So excellent performance out of markets, and even more excellent than the performance out of the economy. And then, so let's take it to stock picking. Now, stock picking is always a selective process, perhaps a little more selective than usual because of a bunch happening out there. We haven't even touched on elections in 70 economies and the like. One of the spaces you like is FMCG, but you are saying that you're being extra selective here, perhaps, and Heineken, one that comes up on your radar. Yeah, I mean, just to give you a little bit of context, in 2023, we obviously saw the magnificent stocks rally pretty hard. And actually, 76% of the total return of the index was just those seven stocks. So in 2024, we are looking for more defensive positions, and Mm -hmm. FMCG are amongst the sectors which tick those boxes for us within FMCG. In our view, you can basically split the sector into two components. The component that we believe is fairly priced, and there are a number of stocks within that component. And then there are guys who have very similar growth profiles to the rest of them, but they're trading on far lower multiples than they have in a couple of years. And within that bucket, we are seeing stocks like Heineken and Rickard Benkaza, for example. I suppose that is part of the process. I want to say always, and, and maybe there's a caveat to that, but there's always going to be opportunity in the markets. It's your job and your colleague's job to go and find it. 
Well, certainly I believe so, but perhaps I'm the wrong person to <laughs> ask me because I make stock picking my career. But yeah, we certainly believe that within any market, there will be pockets of value. And certainly in 2024, we believe it would pay to be cautious. One sector that I think's probably sort of been off the radar for some time is European defense. You make the point in a note you put out, NATO countries have been underspending their budgets and they've got a budget level they're supposed to spend. They've been underspending for years. Of course, they've got a war right on their doorstep. Suddenly European yeah. defense is looking attractive. We think it's looking very attractive. So it fits that first criterion of being a defensive sector. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this case, you know, the government's your biggest client and they are less likely to be affected by um, move fluctuations in the economy. And as you said, the underspend by European countries on defense has been massive. It's, it's interesting to point out that the U.S. has provided as much medical aid to Ukraine post the Russian invasion mm -hmm. as Europe has. But Russia sits on Europe's border. It, it doesn't sit on the border of the United States. So, yeah, some huge, huge additional defense spend that has to be made there. And what are some of the listed stocks that will potentially benefit from it? Within Europe, there are a number of large defense stocks. The two we like are Hensoldt, which is a German defense company, and mm -hmm. Thales, which is a French defense company. There are others which we are less familiar with, such as BAE and Leonardo in Italy. The reason why we like Hensoldt and Thales is mainly due to valuation. So they are trading on low teens multiples and expected to grow their earnings at low teens. We're sitting at a price earnings to growth multiple for those two stocks of just over one times, which we think is very, very attractive. And then what about China? China was, I was going to say, everyone expected a great stuff from China last year. Probably not everybody, but certainly a lot did. China disappointed. But there are some valuations out there and Alibaba stands out. You know, it's cheap by almost any metric. But does one sort of hold back with caution or is there opportunity in China? China has been a huge disappointment for us for a number of years now. Mm. It's, it's at least been three years since that whole Jack Ma Alibaba controversy. We just don't see things getting better yet. The biggest problem in our mind with China is that there is no rule of law. You know, the regulators can make any rulings they choose to make. And there's no recourse for people who fall victim to those regulations. Regulators in China, also, there's no coherent policy at the moment, in our view. One day, they imposing gaming restrictions. The next day, they're removing gaming restrictions, which is particularly yeah. relevant for Tencent, Nuspers. You know, one day, they're courting foreign investment. The next day, you know, they're passing regulations like new security laws in Hong Kong, which would obviously make foreigners, expats working in Hong Kong, very nervous. So it's just, there's no policy coherence, and there's just... No ways to contest regulations, which are in many cases irrational or unfair. And that's a good point. I mean, sometimes you might find a great stock, a great valuation, and the business is great. But the broader environment, you mentioned the regulatory environment within China. You look at that and you think, like the stock, but no, rather actually go and find something else. Because that environment in which it operates can have a significantly detrimental effect. Absolutely. I mean, with shares, you know, you get your returns from two areas. The first area is obviously the dividend yield. Mm -hmm. And the second area is the re-rating. So if a stock's cheap and it's trading on eight multiple, you know, you're hoping that it goes from eight times earnings to 12 times earnings. But that isn't going to happen unless there is an improvement in sentiment. And that only happens when investors get more constructive of the economy and on the company. We're just not seeing that happen in China.
for yep. now. And a lot of that could be said about our own economy, but we'll leave that there. Carl Wells, Portfolio Manager, Flagship Asset Management. Appreciate the time. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Some Friday thoughts from me on, on all these income products that have been coming out when I mean, we had a new actively managed ETF list uh, earlier this week. The yields are great. I mean, the new one, what, a, a gross yield 11.8%. We're seeing some solid income investments out there around that 11% uh, uh, return, which, as we keep on saying, uh, equity-like returns but with bond-like risks, i.e. lower risk for a good return. So make no mistake, really, really great. Uh, Of course, there's risks here, and I'm not dismissing the products at all. They have their place. But if equity booms, I mean, compare your 11% to Magnificent 7, uh, getting left well behind. Uh, Richmond just the other week did 10% in a day after a strong trading update. So understand that, yes, it's an average for the equity, uh, but it's always going to be that. You kind of lock that in. And that's fine. That's part of the point of income products is that you get that certainty. And that is certainly one of the attractions around it. Uh, But also watch those yields. They, I was going to say they could change. Truthfully, at some point, they will change. They might change higher. They might change lower. And they might not change for many, many years. But keep keep an eye. What is a good yield today might uh, drift lower in time. Make sure that you're keeping an eye on that. And then, of course, there's tax considerations. Distributions are taxed as income. So be careful here. Uh, sometimes it's, it's interest, so you get your exclusion around that, uh, depending on your age. That certainly helps. But depending on your tax rate, uh, capital gains tax caps out at 18% with a 40,000 rand exemption every year. Uh, dividend withholding tax is 20%. But top income tax rate is 45%. Make sure you truly understand tax implications here because it can get tricky. So, yes, great yields. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not saying they're not a great product. They certainly are, and they certainly have a space in your portfolio. Heck, I've got some cash in a RSA retail bond uh, earning some really, really chunky yield. But know why you like them. Know how they fit into your portfolio structure. Know how they fit into your bigger strategy that you are investing around. And as always, keep an eye on them. These are never fire and forget. MoneyWeb at Midday is South Africa's fastest-paced audio news and current affairs show. Give me 30 minutes and I'll give you the country and the world. This is what you missed. Because of government inefficiencies, you're looking at the fuel levy, in a sense, as a, a cash cow, taking hard-earned tax money from citizens to compensate for government inefficiencies. Live at noon weekdays and then up as a podcast on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb at Midday with me, Jeremy Max when you need relevant news quickly in your own time.
That's it for today. Yesterday we were chatting with uh, Yusuf Sheikh from Yoko. Those little blue card machines when you're buying something. Uh, He made the fun point that some of the bigger national retailers are using these as backup devices. Anyway, we were talking around sort of going cashless or moving in favor of a digital payment solutions. We asked you quite simply, are you going cashless? Just over 40% said yes, cash is old school. A third said nope, cash remains king, while the rest were saying, you know what, where possible uh, you prefer to use uh, digital. And I, I agree with that, you know, where possible. But there are times when there are times when cash is king. How do you pay a car guard with a, with a Yoko machine? Although, i got to say, I've seen a car guard with a Yoko machine around his neck. So, you know what, things are moving. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nubuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. If you're loving the show, please leave us a great rating in your podcatcher of choice, and we'll chat again Monday, Frontier Markets. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.